0: What's going on, everybody? It's Capes and Cows. It's Friday, and the Rotten Tomatoes scores are obviously in. I've done my non-spoiler review for it. I've done my out-of-the-theater reaction for it. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, not good. And the Rotten Tomatoes score seems to say that as well. But at this point, when we're taping it, a lot of the audience reaction isn't in yet. Curious. If the audience is going to say, "Ah, you guys are too hard on it," it was fun. It's usually what happens most of these movies. Ah, it was fun. I'm over giving things a pass, f- being fun. I want, I want a little bit more. Uh, I think we should hold a higher standard to these movies if they're asking us to pay our high, our our, our earned dollars for it. So that's a conversation we'll have. We'll talk about all this in general. Coy and I have seen it. We'll do a non spoiler review. It is one of those. It's also telling that there's. They were in plus ones. The embargo lifted at seven a.m. in the morning to the, uh, on day of release. So they they knew they knew what was coming. It wasn't a it wasn't a surprise to them. Um, the other news that I don't think is good, and I'm sure my colleagues will disagree with me. For and I don't know how true it is, but apparently they're going to make the Young Avengers a movie instead of a uh, television series. Colossal error, colossal error. And uh, and again, I don't know if my co-hosts agree or disagree, but I will definitely argue the point that I think this is a very bad move for Marvel if they decide to go that route, um, especially right now. Um, other things going on in the news? Uh, there's, a, there's a few other stories that we'll get into for sure here today. But for the most part, those are the ones that I really wanted to discuss. And there's something called Zatanna, which they'll know what it is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about that and, and other things. So it is Capes and Cows. It is probably a shorter episode today, but we'll discuss it as we get closer. We're going to do a spoiler review of Aquaman, myself and Koi, and we are going to do an episode next week that'll have myself, Koi, and Winston talking about just all of the comic book movies in general that, and shows that have been out. And we'll discuss them, whether we like them or didn't like them. Um, so we hope you join us for that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. That stupid thing floating around in the air right now, I don't think it's stupid. I think it's a nice thing. I don't know why I said that. I love the subscribe button. Why? Because it makes you guys part of the show. And we're trying to get to 200,000. Got that Got that 100,000 right there because of you guys. We got it fast. Let's try to get to two. All right. It's capes and cows. Let's do it. It's me. It's Winston. It's Koi. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Big thing, Capes and Cows. Christian Harloff, Winston A. Marshall, Cory Jandro. Oof. Love.
1: That new lens.
0: Yeah, listen, man, that's
1: crispy. Look how good we it's look. Good, that's crispy. It's right? nice wide.
0: Look, um, Winston, I, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh
2: oh, what'd I do? You Dodged a bullet, homie. <laughs> 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 he touched a bullet. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? It's funny, man. I I remember being salty not at you. I was just like, "Just let my brother come up in here. This is more bullshit." They got yeah. you got two. You got one black dude as the antagonist. You got like another dude who's like of color. I can't even come up in here. This is some bullshit. And then and then you told me what it was like, and I was like, "Good." I was writing jokes, motherfucker. Yeah, I I know, yeah. it's,
0: it's the truth. Um, because we we saw it, and and look, and this is what I say is that. It is it always is telling us I ran into Bibiani last night mm-hmm. as we were walking in. And Ironically, he loved it. No, he did not. <laughs> he did not. And he, he superhero movie. He usually <laughs> likes he, he usually likes the campy, like, you know, bad movies that everybody else doesn't like. Sure. And even he was like, it's it, he's like it's it, he's like it's not how bad it is, it's how incredibly bad it is and how whatever his line was was just and I agreed with him. I agree with what he was saying, it's just, it's comically bad is what mm-hmm. he was saying. That's and not in a fun way. No, it's and my line again last night, as I saw it out of the theater, was that I grounded my six year old because I found out that she wrote it. It really is, seems like it's written by either AI or some, like. It's it, that bad? The writing is so bad. It's dude. near,
1: okay, it, you know how in comics sometimes there's, especially Black Manta, because he's mm-hmm. so sassy and spiteful, mm-hmm. there's those like comic-y monologue yeah, villain yeah. bad guy yes. lines. It's those, but from everyone. So then when he says them, it doesn't feel out of place. And if they had made it so those lines were like zingers that Black Manta said, it would be like, oh, they get the memo. Instead, no one speaks like a person, mm-hmm. and it's almost unintelligible
0: while somehow being boring. A hundred percent. It is boring. Somehow. It's a boring movie. Like, I, I closed my eyes at one point, and I said, should I take a nap? And I go, I can't take a nap. It's a
1: movie where I love all of the pieces, and I want to make that very clear. I'm a big fan of James Wan. Yes. I'm a big fan of what Momoa has brought to a character that, to me, much like what Snyder does with his DC characters, mm-hmm. Momoa's Aquaman feels like a great Elseworld. Like, I I'll never feel like that's Aquaman, but I'll feel like that's an Aquaman that I enjoy. So I love him. Yeah, but he's I, not doing even Aquaman. He's, he's not doing, doing his...
0: He's Jason Momoa in this. But even so in, in
1: that, they're not letting him... It feels like they filmed a lot of Jason Momoa and then edited around it as opposed to, like, letting it be yeah. what the first one was, which right. was insane. And they also... So I love Juan. I love Momoa. I, I love the supporting cast. I think the first film assembled a really fun, interesting supporting cast. I think that Patrick Wilson is so slept on. He's probably the best thing in the movie. He is. But yeah. I'm a huge fan, not not just small, but like I see everything Yaya does. Like Yaya Abdul Mateen II is. I think one of the best actors working. And he's wasted. And they not only waste him, they waste him
2: in a oh, new way. Oh, it's like he's wasted as in they're not using him to his full potential. No, he's hammered yeah. drunk. And he's hammered I, drunk. I, Hold no, 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 He's, no, he's no. blackout drunk. drunk no, no, no. Yeah. It's not the character. I but I wouldn't blame him.
1: No, I would no. blame him. Yeah. I wouldn't blame him. But like, how do you hour. waste Yaya again? Like, that was the biggest insult to me. The was like one? The first one was like, okay, we're setting him up. And then they were going to do The Trench, which we found out later was going to be like a Black Manta movie you've had your ability to go like, let's put the trench elements we wanted
0: to into this and do a, a sequel that feels like the villain is, nope. It adds to the same overall problem with this movie, a lot of them, but one of the other ones is that it's ge- and it's generic and it's predictable. Like there's so many moments you're like, okay, that's supposed to happen, oh, there it is. That's gonna happen, oh, there it is. And then a, a moment that'll definitely, oh wait, Jason Momoa's got something serious to say, but you know he's going to tag it with a, yeah, dude, and he does it, and it's like, okay, you knew that was coming. And it's like, again, I really like Jason Momoa a lot. I think mm-hmm. he's a movie star, and I think he's got so much personality, and to me, he was the best thing in Fast X, and it's because oh, he was yeah. able to kind of go over the top, kind of cartoony, this kind of, you know, the the cartoony Joker Heath Ledger version yeah. of what he was doing, I thought it was great. And he's having, he's having as much fun as he can, but they really did go into this all in on just Momoa surfer guy thing, and you can't rely on that for everything. It's what happens, The, the Rock is starting to run into that too, so you gotta mm-hmm. be able to change it up and say, well, who is this character, and you don't that's ever look he's and say that's Well,
2: well that's, but that's exactly what I've had, the, Rock is, yeah. like, the Rock is the biggest superstar in the world, but I, there's a reason why I was saying, when we talked about the best wrestling actors that have ever been. We started putting both Cena and uh, Batista Batista, above him just because The Rock is playing The Rock now. Yeah. Like there was there was at least at the beginning when he was doing a multitude of like different roles, right. it felt like he was switching Faster it up. And
0: those things right.
2: But right. now they they get repetitive. I don't love the fact that it we're we're running into that territory with Jason Momoa cuz I love him too. I think he's a great actor. I don't want to just be like, "Oh, and then Jason Momoa in from now on." And I know? think
0: that they just relied on it because they didn't have anything else because oh, the script Jesus. is so poor yeah. and like the stuff that they really wanted to focus on was the relationship with his brother. Which could have been good. And the idea of, again, family and that he's trying to manage being the king of Atlantis with, you know, also. But they didn't um, show us that, they told us it. No. And then it's like these other things that it just. And people ask, you know, what about Amber Heard? She's in it. She's in it, but they it's like they definitely take her... Definitely cut she, a lot of her. They cut a lot of her, but she's in it. And there's some things like there's... Again, we'll get into it on the spoiler discussion. Um, but someone's like, I'm not seeing this movie because it supports Amber Heard. It's like the same thing where everything... Like, if you want to see the movie, you see the movie. And it's like if someone's... There's tons of actors, directors, producers, craft services people who did things that are maybe... Bad. Also, she already you got paid. Yeah, but you also
2: don't punish the rest of, of the ninety-nine percent of the. If you want to see it, yeah, you, you you don't group punishment. And this isn't a football team, right? Like, like it's one it's one thing to do that as a coach, yeah, when you're like trying to teach a lesson to your high schoolers, being like, if you fail, we all fail. It's another thing when this is like an actual business, and so many yeah. people put their heart and soul into this. I just never agreed with it, even when when and like and I don't and I and I I'm
0: I think that it was the, it's the right move. And even if it did well, it was the right move that you can't bring Ezra Miller back. Um, but I still think people should have seen it that you were excited to have Michael Keaton back yeah. if they wanted to see all these other Sasha Kaye just by, yeah, it, the, yeah, that, I, by that's itself. That's worth the movie alone for me. She yeah. was incredible. Yeah. And I don't mind someone saying this, though. I don't mind someone saying, I chose not to see it because I don't want to contribute to, to, to Amber Heard. And, and you have the right to say that. But don't the comment that I saw was, "If you see this movie, you support Amber Heard," no. and it's like you, know, you can't you can't say that you 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 can't tell me what who I'm supporting because I could be going there to support
2: Jason Momoa. I could be going there because I just want to see a movie. It's also I think the other the other difference too, is if you're talking about stuff like. It's weird to listen to R. Kelly music right. because that is he he. Is the star singer That's of it? Right. He wrote it. Right. He I don't know the produce producer's it. name. You know so what it's I'm saying? Like, 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 the, like, there are other people involved, sure, but like, but, but he, you're, you're marketing him. he yeah. is a majority of that. So I could uh, even understand it a little bit more with the Flash, to be honest with you, since Ezra w- was the star of that. Yeah, but the movie but it's isn't the Mirror movie. But it's still, like you said. Uh, what Keaton coming back? Sasha, there was right. way more to it than just Ezra, right? So that's a little different, you know what I mean? It is
0: for sure, and in either way. But it's and she's such a small part. She is, she is not the problem with the movie. I'll tell you that right now. And the movie is just, it's very. Like, as Corey was saying, it's I, I love James Wan. I really, really like Jason Momoa, Patrick, well, everybody who's involved in this movie. But it's, it's James Wan. If this was the first movie I ever saw of his, mm-hmm. I believe this is not a good director because mm. cause it's not directed well. Oh, no, It's not directed well. And felt I, like and
1: three I, movies that got made. One was made by a studio, one was made by a director with a vision, and one was made by a studio again, and then they blended them all together. Mm-hmm. So there were moments that you could see vision, and there were moments that felt like a good studio movie, but most of it felt like yeah. studio interference.
2: It feels like, I hope, I hope this is, the end of all of that for everybody. I think, I think the DCU I feel, is
1: going to be. I, what my what problem a, is, the DCU, I'm so looking forward to that this feels like such an unceremonious goodbye to something that <laughs> especially I did the enjoy. The
0: post-credit scene they oh had my such an God. opportunity. I'm not going gonna, to, there's no spoilers here, but the post-credit scene had an opportunity to say, like, if James Gunn, he's like, okay, we know this is the goodbye. Mm-hmm. So here is the goodbye that we're going to give you, regardless of what you thought of the movie. Here's a really big scene of the goodbye. And we shot it just to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. The end scene is such a a piss in the face. Yeah. It's such a piss in the face. Why did yeah. we
2: move this back a year? Great
0: question. I have got many questions because the CGI didn't get better. I guess because they thought maybe because I don't know was it the strike or, or I mean it got pushed back a couple times, but most recently I guess the strike they wanted Momoa to promote it and if it and it's probably because it's it's only tracking to do thirty five to forty million and I wonder sure. if the, if the reviews are going to hurt it. Because, He's been
1: everywhere promoting but it, I, but then they didn't have any sort of premiere, so it's like that would have been an opportunity for other people to
0: promote. But it. But I'm
2: I'm confused though, because them, I remember wasn't this supposed to come out last December? Yes.
0: I'm pretty sure it was. Um, So I don't know. I mean, maybe they didn't want to go up against Avatar at the time,
2: which is probably smart. (laughs) Two water movies and And one is probably smart. And there's
1: one scene that, like, there's moments that feel like, because Aquaman also felt like, I'm not saying it copied Avatar, but I'm saying the world they built, Atlantis, Mm. feels much like the Na'vi planet. There were a few
0: times that you were like, oh, that looks like they took that shot from inspiration. Yeah, so Um, that would have been tricky in the same theater. But the other answer to that question is, well, it clearly wasn't ready. They did more reshoots. They, I mean, there was reshoots. We were talking about on this show. The reshoots that they did. Which what, I don't think helped it because the movie felt like it had a lot of additional photography. Well, who knows what the reshoots were? Which ones were and, what? Because, I mean, the stuff that, like, the relationship between Wilson and Momoa, to me, is the is the best stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I just wish that was the, I wish that movie, like, it was defined. And, and I said on the, the Out of the Theater Action, another comment that I saw that I pushed back against, so like, and, they, and I'm not going to give them the troll voice because it wasn't a troll voice comment. It was just a comment that said, it's unfair to compare this to Godzilla minus one is what I And I, I compared it. I said, not compare the movies themselves, but I said, this is what I wish studios would take a look at Godzilla minus one and focus in that you can do a blockbuster with real characters and make us care and not just give us this fluff that's empty. And I said, it is totally fair because they should have a higher standard. Because just because it's a movie about a superhero in the freaking uh, water, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it can't be something
2: dynamic. Well, I think the thing that people forget about movies and TV and storytelling as a whole Aquaman, Atlantis, Black Manta—those are set pieces. That is, that is the wrapping paper to mm-hmm. what the actual gift is, which should right. be the story, right. and the character development. Yeah. So you a thousand percent, it's fair to compare it to Godzilla minus one. Just like I can compare Parasite to, you know, I'm trying to think what stupid movie came out the same year as Parasite. Like, well, uh, yeah, but, but, I but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they could be completely different. But if the core of what you're getting at is working. Yeah. Then you're good. If it's there were 5 bad Godzilla movies in a row and someone like then Godzilla Minus 1
1: came out and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, it's just a Godzilla movie." Then you watch Minus 1, you're like, "No, but it doesn't have to be." But then, like, but what but there saying, like, it but,
2: but they, they happen. But I'm saying is like, were. It,
1: there needs to be a elevating factor yes. for people to understand which there shouldn't have to be. Like we should just make good movies <laughs> using these parts.
2: I had a huge argument with someone years ago about Medea movies for that same reason. Like I don't like those movies cuz they're they're, for me, a lot of them are actually very poorly produced, both like the writing. There's There have been times with editing where I've seen continuity of it, like where someone is like, hey, dog, you know, what?" Like, and someone like sits down and they cut and they come back and, and they, they sit, sit down sit again. Down yeah. again. Yeah. I'm like, we, we can have like even if you want to support, say, black cinema or superhero films or whatever, you can still have a standard. Right. And if and if. It's not meeting that, it's okay to be critical of it, and it doesn't mean that that doesn't. It made me start thinking about the overall DCU,
0: right? It's that, what's the tone gonna feel like? Because I think that if Gunn did something along the lines, and again, using like Godzilla minus one, but something, imagine that every movie, actually, instead of the big spectacle that they've always leaned on and studios make you do because they think that that's what the audience needs and shovel the popcorn in the face, what if you actually put a little bit more into that what he was good at—the kind of smaller filmmaking feel into it—you can mm-hmm. still spend a lot of money on it, but make it feel smaller, paying attention to the characters, developing it, and then when—and that's again using Godzilla. When the big moments happen, they earn it. Yeah. So when it happens in the beginning of the movie, what happens in Godzilla? Boom! Big, huge scene, and then it—it it is also adjacent to the fact of what is happening emotionally to the characters, and then you hit it to the middle and It's like, oh, we've had all this lead up with the characters and you care so much. and then boom, another big moment
2: happens. yeah, and they earn it what's your what you're describing as a good I, movie? I, yes, yeah, I, but uh, I, I was raised in the theater. yeah, um, but the big thing that was always told, I don't love musicals, but I thought it was a great lesson just for, again, excellent storytelling. All those musical numbers are happening because they uh, can any any oh, musical okay. any musical yeah. the musical numbers are need to be earned. And mm-hmm. so the idea is that, Something is happening, and it's gotten just to a point where you can no longer express yourself with just words right. or just with that. You have to sing it out, you have to dance it out. It should be the same thing with action sequences. It's a situation where it's like, damn. Well, I, uh, the only way we can deal with this right now, Godzilla, Godzilla is running. Through, it's like the monster is coming. The monster is coming. Then, right. oh, holy shit, we screwed up. And then boom, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. So I mean,
1: look at Daredevil. Look at look at like Netflix had like a long form show that always earned those big action set pieces yes. by caring about the character right. Both of them, and I, I yeah. like Winter Soldier, the good ones. Black Panther, the good ones earned their spectacle by being so emotionally driven you care about the spectacle. You feel disrespected I as
0: an audience member. You really, you, you really feel do. disrespected. And, that's, and that's, that's the main thing with these movies in general. And people are going to ask right away, and this is a conversation also. Well, is it better than the Marvels? Is it better than the Marvels? Um, here's what I would say about that. I think that the Marvels, when it works as a movie, is better written. But I think that Aquaman 2 is way more consistent in the tone, it's a, just a boring tone, but the, the movie It itself, is one movie. It's one movie. It knows what it is, and if I had to, like, what movie are you going to watch? you got to watch one of them again. I would probably take Aquaman 2 if I was going to say out of the two of them, because I'm telling you, more than most, the musical scene ripped me out of the Marvels, and I never really recovered, and then the stupid cat scene, and I just never recovered. So here's my question. You said you were going to
2: take a nap during Aquaman 2. I was not yeah. I wasn't How this- long of
0: a nap were you going to take? I don't know because I, I couldn't. I couldn't officially do it because, like again, I, I feel like I wasn't doing my job. I
2: understand that, but the reason why I ask is because if you needed to, you could close your eyes for three minutes for the musical scene and another ninety seconds for the cats. It sounds like this entire movie made you want to jump out a window.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because the only thing that really the Marvels had was the chemistry between the three actors, and and Ms. Marvel is fantastic. She's better than she's great. The she, Pieces she, of this. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I I I would I would. I would ask the person that gave me that scenario mm. what I did to them. <laughs> you know what it's I mean?
1: really interesting. We'll talk about this more on our our year end uh, episode. But it's interesting how two of my favorite comic movies of all time came out alongside two of my least favorite. Mm. Like I honestly What's consider the second considered...
2: favorite. Across uh, the Spider Verse and Guardians Three. Could... Guardians yeah. Three, I already forgot that was this year. That was this year, man. Spoilers, that was uh, spoilers for our Friday show. Thank you. Uh, but, but we're talking about like what
1: the, this this tone is of superhero movies. I'm excited to talk about that in our episode because those are
0: two examples of how yeah. to do it right and yeah. two examples of how to do it wrong in one year from the same two studios. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, so I'm very curious to if you if if you've seen the film at this point, are you going to see the movie? Do you care anymore? Um, do you agree, disagree with anything that we're saying here? Please go ahead, let us know. One of the things I'd like to say, and I said this the other day, um, and I want to give a shout-out to my glasses, who were screwed up. I want to give a shout-out to Ali Bawan, who I'm looking at this wonderful mirror, uh, monitor right now, and I have this lens, and this uh, Ali we Ali, people asked, do we have an Amazon gift list for Christmas and stuff? And we do, and you'll see it in the description. But Ali was, Ali was so... Um, was so just is completely generous. So thank you, and, and the same to first rate Nate and others who contributed. Because the the computer is a, is has been ruining ruining, the show. It'll, I don't, <laughs> ruining. this show. Ruining. There's one, an entire episode of uh, Capes and Cables that don't exist. There are two entire episodes two. that don't yeah. exist. <laughs> and, yeah, and this one and and this one could be glitchy. Yesterday's episode was glitchy again. I don't know. I'm hoping that it won't be, but that problem should be solved soon. Um, but. People like Ali and people like First Rate Nate and other people who contributed to this helps tremendously. So thank you so much. Um, if you want to uh, help out show, I'm going to tell you about one of our wonderful sponsors right now. And I'm going to tell you about DraftKings Casino. Listen to this. Unwrap the first of many presents this season with holidays on the house from DraftKings Casino. With hundreds of games, prizes, promos, DraftKings Casino has everything on your list. Right now, new players who play $5 get one, $100 instantly in casino credits. What are you waiting for? Cozy up with all the classics like slots, blackjacks, roulette, or play exclusive games that you're only going to find at DraftKings Casino to feel the holiday cheer all along. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with the promo Big thing. Use that code, BigThing, and play $5 to get $100 in casino credits. That is promo code BigThing only at DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 and up. Physically percent in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario one per opt-in new customer, minimum $5 deposit, max match 500 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. All right, thank you to DraftKings Casino. Happy to have DraftKings Casino back and you guys can go check that out right now. Okay, let's continue on with Aquaman, um, and let's talk about this Rotten Tomatoes score, man.
1: Let's see what the update
0: is. And this is, again, it could be different by the time we air this. All right, here we go. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom score has been revealed, and it is one of the DCEU's worst yet. The first wave of reviews have been counted for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but does the sequel starring Jason Momoa end the DCEU's time on a positive note? Not based on Rotten Tomatoes score. The review embargo for Aquaman and Lost Kingdom lifted earlier today, and you can read our roundup here. And the final DCEU movie is off to a disastrous start on Rotten Tomatoes. Considering the fact that Aquaman exceeded expectations back in 2018, becoming a $1 billion hit, we'd hoped that this sequel might send the franchise off on a high. Unfortunately, a terrible year for this shared world got even worse as Aquaman and Lost Kingdom debuted with a 36% score. You're doing an update, you're looking at it right now. 38%. 38% right now. Yeah. Okay, it's 38, and who knows what it is by the time this airs. This makes it one of the DCEU's worst reviewed titles and is currently sandwiched between Batman v Superman Donna Justice at 29 and Black Adam at 38. The first Aquaman was at 65%. Earlier this year, Shazam was 49%. The Flash 63%. Blue Beetle 78%. More reviews will be counted in the days ahead though it will take a lot of positive verdicts to push Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom to fresh territory. Based on opening weekend projections, many fans prepare themselves for this after reports of dismal test screenings and issues behind the scenes, which led to multiple rounds of reshoots and edits. All right, so here's some of the um, actual reactions itself. So the trade's deadline, largely negative verdict, which warns fans the movie struggles with inconsistent character portrayal, subpar CGI, and a lack of narrative direction. They also add it's a film that has its moments but ultimately struggles to find its footing in the expansive ocean that is the superhero genre. Variety says the stakes are high and yet somehow not worth holding your breath over. The, the Hollywood Reporter praises Momoa but cautions, for the most part, Juan sticks to the video game aesthetic of his first film. Rupert Gregson Williams returns as the composer as his score engages the audiences and it fill, fills a moment. Rupert Gregson Williams returns as a composer and his score encourages audiences to feel emotions the story doesn't inspire. Even the actors seem worn out by the ridiculous, ridiculousness of this sequel. Surprisingly, the playlist was impressed and awarded it a B minus. Wrapping up their thought, they note. On the other hand, the DCEU goes out on a high note and an in style. Even though this lacks substance at times, which is satisfying, James Wan has delivered. Collider says Aquaman the Lost Kingdom has 2.5 out of 5 and tells DC fans this isn't the wet fart of an ending that it seems like the DCEU might be going out on, but it also shows that a decade in the DCEU never quite learned the lessons that it needed to. IGN, 6 out of 10, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom shines as a buddy comedy but gets dragged down by shoddy effects and a dull first act. It also says it seems that James Wan drowned in the sea of baffling plot lines. Let's hope this is the least of the... Let's hope this is the last of these sequels. This franchise was a sinking ship. Um there's just people keep farting all over it. The, what I will say is the one thing that I saw that I thought was very uh interesting, and I, I think telling. People always ask, like, what goes into um Rotten Tomatoes, right? And what when st- and I think a lot of times they'll see this score, and I talk about this all the time. If you see something that's a 68%, yeah. And you're like, oh, or let's say 80%. And you're like, everybody loved it. It's not necessarily the case. It 80% is, of those people said that it was passable. 80% of those people said it was over 3.5. That's all out that of, is. 3 out of 5. So it's like, oh, but when you see it as an audience member, you see the tomato, everyone loved it. It's, it's it's positive. This is a perfect example. This tweet, this, this review is from Mike... Uh, Mikel Zarilla from a, sp- a, sp- a spinoff for who is uh, who is an accredited critic on Rotten Tomatoes with a fresh score, which says, "Is it a good movie? Not at all, but it can be entertaining enough to not make you regret spending two hours of your time on it." So it says, "Fresh." It's not, it's not good. It's not good, but I didn't hate watching it, and I didn't feel like I wasted my time. That's but it's a positive. But it's a but it goes into. The th- the the three point five. It's a seven. Yes, yeah, so, it's a seven
1: out of ten for him. Right. That doesn't make it an eighty percent. It makes it. Hit, and that's what's tricky is we're colorizing a black and white scale. In thirty eight percent of that liked it. Yeah. That's one of the ones who liked it. So thirty eight percent might have given it exactly three point five, which is yeah. uh, it's really tricky. The Rotten Tomatoes, I I do think helps people overall look at a broad strokes thing. I just don't think enough people understand it.
2: Yeah. I I also think though. <clears throat> Knowing exactly what that is, I think that does change things. But for the most part, based off of what y'all are saying, this is still spot on as far as the thirty-eight. That that sounds about right. Like yeah. there's there's there is a little bit of enjoyment to be had for a various of reasons, but not nearly enough to make it worth your time. To is me, yeah, I give it two out of five. That, so exactly, yeah, 30, so like forty so percent. So that no, yeah, but yeah, you
0: you'd be in the negative. So oh oh you know, right? yeah, if like, I was so, a tomato score, yeah, yeah. Tomato scorer. and like so. But to me, that kind of review, if I was going to say, look, I, it wasn't one of those movies. I was bored, but it wasn't one of those movies I'm like, oh, my God, I can't stop. This is awful. Oh, oh. I, I wasn't, it wasn't that. There are times when it just feels like work. I'm like, this is boring. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I've seen this a million times over, and it is so lazy. But, you know, it's whatever. I'm glad to have seen it the once. I'm, I wish it that's was better. It. Yeah, that that's it. It's like, you know, so, but that... Kind of review. I could, I could see myself saying a oh, lot. Look, it's entertaining. The end was entertaining. If you like watching the same kind of things over, you can enjoy yourself, sure. And that's a positive review. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a this guy. That's a that's a negative review. It's a low bar, Michael. Is it a good? That's a is neutral. It a good movie?
2: That's a neutral review.
0: You're not. It's not a neutral review when you say, "Is it a good movie?" Not at all. Because that thing that tomato mm-hmm. is supposed to signify a good movie. So if you're
2: opening with is it good no that's yeah, not the, a positive but at but all is, is strong but then to that point i don't put that necessarily on the tomatoes i that's put on that him. i put that on the dude's that's I that, am if, too. if if that's if that's how you really feel then why is your score so high then you make it 2.9 yeah the, because it's like because you said it's not or
0: 2.5 it's not a good movie and they're asking you if it, <laughs> click on a tomato or rank it 3 if you think it's a good movie enough to get this and he says it's not a good movie. Then that's then that is a <laughs> thousand on percent on him. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it's on him. But um, yeah, there's a lot of different things in general that I think that this is just uh, the end of it. And I really once you see the post-credit scene, and we'll talk about more on our spoiler the the post credit scene to me was like you you they dropped the ball they could mm. have said goodbye in a different way and i know most people are just like good riddance don't let the door hit you on the ass but like it's 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 uh it, they should have they should have given something they hmm. should have given something I don't that's know. disappointing it is um all right i guess we're going to have some more stories that we we're going to get into we'll do this story and then will and then i'll tell you about some other sponsors but let's uh let's let's do Spons. this story All right, here's another story. This is Mark Cassidy, our buddy over at comicbookmovie.com. Marvel Studios is rumored to be developing a Young Avengers as a movie. Despite previous reports indicating that Marvel Studios was planning a Young Avengers Disney Plus series, a new rumor claims that the project is now being developed for the big screen. Nothing has been announced yet. The Marvels pretty much confirmed that Marvel Studios is planning some sort of Young Avengers project. Previous rumors have pointed to a Disney Plus series, but now we're hearing that the junior roster of Earth's Mightiest Heroes will actually assemble on the big screen. Right at the end of it, they have a a scene that we all saw, and according to Daniel Rickman, Marvel is indeed developing a Young Avengers as a movie. It sounds like a series was the plan, but it's said that Kevin Feige would rather showcase significant events in theatrical settings. We're not sure how well a Young Avengers movie would be received by a general audience, when even established heroes are struggling in the current box office, but Marvel, Disney will likely be hoping that things have turned a corner by the time that this is ready to enter production. Kamala mentions Cassie Lang, a.k.a. stature in the Marvel scene, but who else will be on the team? It's probably going to be a while before we find out. Um, and then, Iman Vellani said, people really love these young Avengers, but I don't know if they actually read these comics. Not that they're bad. The chemistry between Kamala Miles and Sam is its too good. I would love to see that trio in the MCU. Neither of those characters exist in live action, but I'm praying for it. I love Sam Alexander, one of the first interactions that they had, also when Sam tries to reveal his identity and Kamala was like, get it away from me, I love it. Um, Man,
2: she knows her stuff.
0: She does. There's a couple things that she says that I go, maybe you can do that, but for the most part, I think this is a colossal error, depending on when it comes out. Hmm. If they decide to do this, Soon, it, it, then that, that's a really bad, bad move. They don't have, mm-hmm. as, as they mentioned, as Mark mentions in this article, everything is just not delivering right now. The Marvels didn't deliver, and as much as I love Manvalani, that movie is is coming off of one of the the worst performance ever uh, of, of a Marvel movie, and you're going to lead with one of the stars of the movie as your young Avengers. The other side is the other young Avengers have not really been established yet, um, now, m- the only counter-argument I have to myself here is that if they, by th- the time they release this, do the fourth Spider-Man movie, establish a live-action Miles Morales, and then Miles Morales is going to be, you know, and depending on how the reaction goes to the casting and how the, the actor plays the character, and then it comes out, maybe. Because, and depending on how the box office is on it's not spider-man but don't make this move yet until you have the receipts to the rest of the stuff because uh-huh. it's don't just do it because like oh I I, I, like, I like these I like these characters I like, the audience is not responding to it the business behind this is not making sense it's not they're not responding to it so the a TV show to me would make a lot of sense because if you build to it in the way that Mandalorian now was rumored to be a movie and now it's shot down that is let's use like uh, I don't know sex in a city Right, Mm, Sex and the City was established over five, six seasons, whatever it was, and then eventually became a movie. And both movies did pretty well. The fan base wanted to see them on the big screen. Um, And you can do the same thing, and like whether it's The Mandalorian, they were going to do it, or these other The Sopranos did it. I think a little too late, yeah, but they did it. Um, Establish the characters and let the audience really get to know them,
2: and then give them a movie. Here's why I push back on that a little bit. Um The movies have recently been very hit or miss, a lot of bad ones, right? Mm-hmm. The TV side of things have been abysmal. And I think the idea like like abysmal. You, and Loki 2 wasn't abysmal. Cool. And movies. and WandaVision. Great. That's Loki two.
0: season one, Loki season two. Winter Soldier did. What
2: did. It was I mean, mid. I mean it was okay. It see, was okay. Yeah, but that's your opinion on it. it did well. Sure, at the beginning, because everybody was hyped up. And now, with people having r- hindsight on it, they're sure. like, it was fine. And then, but then keep going. Hawkeye, we had moments that we enjoyed. Most people didn't like sure. it. They really got pissed off because of much. Kingpin. Uh, Moon Knight started strong, trash. Mm-hmm. The Secret Invasion started strong, trash. Like Miss Marvel, we loved it, but a lot of people didn't watch it. She Hulk, we enjoyed it at times, but mm-hmm. it had issues. I think specifically what they're doing is they're still going to be doing TV. But if it's something that they specifically want to do and keep Mm. in mind that at least from what we know right now with Majors being out that the Kang situation Mm, is over and we already talked about how they might potentially be in Thunderbolts as like a foil to the Thunderbolts or something like that, you're setting yourself up for a situation of if we have to replace Kang Dynasty as is anyway, then maybe that is a situation or if we have to make a shift, it gives you another little avenue to kind of approach sure, things. Sure, but it's just it's not but I'm I'm looking at it the business
0: side of things. Who, sure. Who's the audience right now?
1: I was gonna say the big issue and I think that the way the suits are looking at it is the word Avengers. And the yeah. problem is they see Avengers and they go, movie. And the audience is going to see the word Avengers and go, who are these kids? Right. And Young Avengers is exactly that. Who are these kids? Mm-hmm. And if you like them, you're invested. But mm-hmm. the Young Avengers comic did really well because it's uh, an audience that wants that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know if there's an audience in movies that wants to see these characters. Because if they did, they would have showed up for the Marvels. Especially Because right the now. best of the those – I in my opinion, and I love Kate Bishop – but I think the best of those Young Avengers is Amon mm-hmm. Valani. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as much as I would love for them to get the budget worthy of a movie, I'd love to see a $150 million Young Avenger movie. But they won't it. do that. But that's they'll the, spend, they'll that's, spend 200 That's $250. The problem. And yeah. And then, and then my, my concern is they'll they'll drop $200 into it. And then when it doesn't make the $400 it needs to, then they'll blame the kids, they'll blame the lack of marketability. It'll be another thing that they sure. can go like, oh, we failed. I get and it. St-
2: and then they'll do it again. And I, I, the, well apparently. I I get it. I think what 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 gives me pause and I'm like, I think it'll be fine. It's, th- this isn't something that they're all of a sudden it's going to happen tomorrow. Well, like but based that's off the question of, is when. That's what I started with. I, I, not I re- that young I no no I I re- <laughs> well, there's that too. but I no I, I hear what you're saying. But even even let's say you got it at, like if they're not even at pre-production yet, they're just kind of toying around mm-hmm. with things, we all know that it takes at minimum two years, but knowing that they're trying to re-tool kind of tool everything, this ain't coming out for at least three or four years. Well, then that's what I said. Like, like Again, it depends
0: on where it fits in the overall scheme of things. Absolutely. It's you know, got to be after Thunderbolts, just because that's right. out
1: soon. And like you right. said, I do think there's going to be a Thunderbolts element with Young Avengers, mm-hmm. and it would be a cool way to do a... Thunderbolt's follow-up. Sure. I think that could work. Yeah, And I think that would warrant the budget. I think that would warrant these characters having their time to shine. It could lead into Secret Wars in an interesting way. If you have another team, that way you've got more spectacle on screen. That could all work. My concern is how much money they throw
0: at it. Yeah, and it's also look, this is this is also speculation. It's not an announcement by them, mm-hmm. and so that's why I would say, do not announce this until you've got to be able to tease it, mar- let the audience marinate with it, and, and find out if the audience is going to respond to it they got to stop announcing
1: and stuff in general
0: yeah because it's like they just right now i'm ta- i'm i'm more so saying if this is coming out in the next 1 to th- 3 years mm. it's a bad move now if you're able to build it i think like again a television series in the next 1 to 3 years i think makes sense it gives you a chance to build it if it's going to be a movie and it comes out in like you know 5 years or whatever it might be you know after you've built out a little bit more and you've Peppered those characters inside of the movies, then let's see. But I, I still don't know who
2: the audience. Is. I can already see because a lot of people were saying that if we're really going to do the X Men, for example, that definitely one of the major event movies that needs to happen, like post Secret War, since that's really what's on the docket right now, is an Avengers versus X Men movie. I think, and I, can, one of the and I can, and I, and I, and I can even see a situation where. The Young Avengers in the X Men, typically, which are the younger the the younger uh, members of the X Men, they're all like, bro, why are they? What right. are they? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I already see an avenue where some and of who that does goes, she fight with, including exactly right. because yeah, that happens. Fun. That happens with Beast. That happens with Logan. Yeah. That you know that, that that's that's a whole other example of like, well, she's an Avenger, but right. also she's a mutant, and mm-hmm. so all of that is something that I can see happening. And and I, I guess that's my whole thing. Like you said, this isn't an announcement. This is all speculation. Yeah. None of this would be happening short of like four years. Well, you, would you agree then that if it was announced
0: that it's the, that they're going to do Fantastic Four next year and then the next movie following is Young Avengers like it's six months later?
2: So you're talking
0: about within like the next two years? 2025? Let's, within, the next, within the next two years. Let's say, it's, let's say it's supposed to come out. Let's say that they're able to f- make it work and it's going to come out in 2025, which is very unrealistic. Right. Because they would have announced it already and all that stuff. So I, very unrealistic. But if it was 2025 or even 2026, early 2026.
2: Unless this whole thing has been secretly worked on this entire time so it's actually been fully developed, and then I would also be nervous because of the era we're coming out of mm-hmm. right now that would bother me, but You're no, right. no. But, but we said that about Superman. It was insane to think that because of the strike that all of a sudden you were just going to force Superman right. Legacy out that right. quickly. You needed to give this time to Mary to get your casting right, to get your script right, right, to get all of that. If they're doing all of that, it's fine. I don't have a problem with it, but that's the problem. I don't – if what we're saying is this is already in motion, then I have a massive problem. Right. That's, that's, that's more so what I'm saying
0: because I just don't think that they've given the audience enough time because, again, like I said, I don't think Marvel knows who their audience is right now. That's my. That's one of the biggest things. I don't think
1: Gen Z and younger really care to the scale that I think they want them to. I think that they need to age up things like Deadpool because the people that have been loyal to the market are 15 years older. We've you know, been in this for a long time. 08 was 15 years ago. They need to start marketing to people that have been with Marvel, not the people that are trying to get new ones.
0: That, you need to cater to new audiences, but you also you can't rely both, on they, them completely. It, it almost seems, one second, it does, it does seem like what they did was that they said, We've we had this audience for a long time that mm-hmm. that was with us, but we are trying to capture a new audience. So we're just going to go after them, for and a they just bit. assume we're going to stick you, around. You guys, if uh, you guys will love this, and they're like, we, yeah, we're not we, loving this, but we're not loving this. It's okay, but we're we're going to try to get them right now. That's my concern. And it's like, you can do it all, but they were not. for fifteen years. Or for fifteen years, that's exactly right. But now, but now they're not, and it's um, yeah, I, I don't know. What are you going to say?
2: Well, what I was going to say is. Did you guys remember a couple months ago there was a study that came out that was saying that like Gen Z and Gen Alpha, like they don't want sex scenes, yeah. they don't want anything, they just want to see friendship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a Young feeling. I, I genuinely have a feeling that somebody saw that article being like, Okay, we hear that, how do we fix that? Especially knowing we're trying to get that said audience, and they were already it's clear they have left too many breadcrumbs. That the Young Avengers were coming in some form of a, some form of fashion, and we even said it right here. I guess apparently it was supposed to be a TV show mm-hmm. at whatever point. I genuinely think knowing that they're trying to get the movie box office back, yeah. If that if they're serious about this, they, somebody read that article and goes, Kevin, 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 Kevin. That bro, person should be bro, fired, bro. They want, friend, they want friends. Look yeah. at that. Go at, at the end of the Marvels. Let's go have. Let's go have Miss Marvel. Go find. Uh, you know, Kate. And talk about Cassie, and then we're really going to do it. And now it's not just that; it's Avengers. Think about it: the Avengers. How? Look at 2012. What? Look what the Avengers did, and it ultimately became Endgame. The, the, and then, and then, and then we take the kids. Kevin Feige, mom, get out! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play my
0: toys. Let me have this. We're sure. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, yeah. that's what, that's the, that's the fear. You just described the fear: yeah. is someone seeing the word Avengers, and some seeing this team being like they're well, right? No,
2: no, no. The fear is that. That's a great idea.
0: $400 million. Yeah. That's well, yeah. The fear. But they can't do that
2: anymore. Like, they no. used
0: to, be, like, so again, at this movie back in the day in 2014, and they're like, hey, we just had Guardians, and that really worked because no one knew who they were, but it's continuing off of everything that we're kind of setting up here. Let's try this Young Avengers thing now. I, at that point, Marvel was putting out everything, and you're like, give them a shot. They know what they're doing. They knew where their audience was. They don't know who to market to right now. They just don't. And this this would be, this to me, it would be a terrible decision. But I'm curious what you guys think. Do you think that if they did a Young Avengers movie now or within the next two or three years without really setting them up, and that was just kind of the big thing, instead of setting them up through TV and just putting it out as a movie, could it work? Um, Where do you stand on it? Let me know. Tell you where I stand. It's almost Christmas time, man. And you want to get yourself or someone you love a good gift? AG1 and Rocket Money will keep you on track of what you're spending during the holidays and other things. Let me tell you about both of them right now. Hey Rocket Money, how much do you guys think that you're paying a month on subscriptions? Yeah, that's what I thought. Most people think they're "Ah, 80 bucks, 82 bucks. Yeah, right, you're paying closer to around 200 bucks. And that is why I use Rocket Money. What is Rocket Money, Christian? Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you, me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending, and it helps you lower your bills. And it's all in one place. It has over 5 million users and counting. Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash thing. That's rocketmoney.com slash thing. Rocketmoney.com slash thing. I always get excited when I get a chance to talk about AG1. You guys know if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know that I've been talking about them. I've been drinking them now for it's got to be at least two years. I started drinking AG1. I think Brett Sheridan told me about it. He said, you can't mess around with this, man. You got to try it, and I did. And it's a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. I've heard so many different people now talking about it since we've been talking about it on this show and how much AG1 has helped them. I talk to you guys, a lot of you guys, when we talk to do a one-on-one sessions that I do with people, they go, yeah, I started doing AG1 and I love it. It gives me the energy that I need. Parents, I found new parents. Love this stuff. But everybody loves it. And not only for me did I replace my multivitamin with AG1 because I was never the multivitamin guy. I would try it. And I was like, everyone's telling me, you got to do multivitamins. You got to do multivitamins. And I can't. can't do that many vitamins. One scoop. I put it on a water bottle. I put it in a zoo cup. I shake it up. I'm good to go. I recommended AG1 to everybody, my friends, my family, you guys. And it's worked out. It's great. I get energy. I get a pep in my step. I love AG1, and you guys know how long I've been talking about it. People still, they'll they'll tweet, or they'll X, whatever, they X me, and they say, hey, AG1, you've been talking about it forever, I'm trying it today, and they never go back. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support that my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for a long time now. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. But you have to go to drinkag1.com slash big thing. Drinkag1.com slash big thing. Check it out. All right, thank you to our friends over at AG1 and Rocket Money. Another way to really, really um, help out the show, reward yourself in in the process of doing so. I always, like I said, when I do live shows and people are donating Super Chats and everything, I am so grateful for it. But I always say like to me, people go, how can I help out the show? Get one of the sponsors. Why? Because you're getting something for yourself. And you're getting like, something good. So we, I always put the links in the description, and I always pin the comment. All right, let's get to one more, well, two more stories here. And then we'll move past this conversation today. This is a rumor. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige wants to bring one sony marvel character into the MCU. While fans and moviegoers have grown increasingly indifferent to the multiverse concept, it's too late for Marvel Studios to change course, and the multiverse saga won't conclude until Secret Wars arrives in a few years from now. There's still fun to be had with the idea of alternate realities, though, and some rumor details about Kevin Feige's plans have found their way online. According to Scooper a Cryptical for a Qual, The Marvel Studios president is looking to bring a villain from Sony Spider-Verse into the MCU. There's no word on that, though it's said they'll have a cool but disheartening role. Your guess is as good as ours as to what that means. However, you might want to recall that Spider-Man 4 is rumored to bring the Vulture back to Earth-616. Still, we can't help but hope the rumors refer to Venom. In other good news... In other news, we may have some intel on how some future animation live-action crossovers are going to work. The multiverse's dynamic nature will see characters seamlessly transition between animated and live-action forms as tees. They'd go on to use Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse's Prowler as an example. Apparently, Donald Glover appeared in live-action rather than animation because he was trapped in a cage by Spider-Man 2099, which allowed him to retain his original form. What this could mean is that if we see any animated characters make the leap to live action in the next Avengers movie, they'll become live action. Uh, I'm getting tired reading this. <laughs> it's exhausting. Like as they said in the beginning, this is exhausting. The MCU, the 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 multiverse thing, and you guys know me. I'm a time travel like. Nerd. When it comes to multiverse stuff, it's the thing that Marvel has almost kind of in a, because I was always very curious. I had this whole thing in my mind. I have this thing that I've created called line jumping, which is essentially what Loki did now. And line jumping was always like, if you can close your eyes for a second, you can transfer your consciousness into a moment in your life and live a different timeline for 30, 40 years. But then you're like, oh, you know what? I want to come back to the moment right now. And I do it. It's essentially what Loki did in, in that. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now Marvel's doing it. So when you bring up the multiverse now, everyone goes, comic book stuff. Mm. And multiverse is like a, is it just it, it's a, it's a thing. So when they had the success with, um, No Way Home, everyone's like, Oh, this could really work. Yeah. And the multiverse of madness, you forget how hyped people were for that because of it the made success. so much money. And then because, it wasn't, but because of the success of No Way Home, yeah. you're like, Oh, what are they going to do now? And that was the first indication of Oh, this is messy because it didn't tie. It. What if they even what if season one, they handled it really, really well. And everybody thought that's gonna be, that's gonna tie in, that's gonna make it meant nothing. Um, so and now it's been so sloppy. I read all this about animated characters coming in and then they're gonna do this and variants, and I'm like, this sucks now. Get rid of it, just end it. It's not working, but they're not going to because he said they're too invested in it. I think Secret Wars ends it. I mean, I, I don't think that to. carries on after. To, yeah. So I mean, that's what two years. I I,
1: I don't think there's is a it lot. Two years. Twenty twenty six. You think they're gonna actually push that?
2: I think the first one will I come know. out late twenty twenty six. I don't know. I think I think honestly, I know they have backup plans, but I think shifting away from Kang and getting rid of Jonathan Majors, I have a feeling that this is gonna twenty twenty seven. I think things are gonna get pushed.
1: I don't know if people are gonna be like still in. Like, cause I'll be. No, I mean, I'll be in because it's it's what I grew up on. But people my age,
2: I don't yeah. know if they're still
1: going to be in. You,
2: I, which is why they have to do a Young Avengers so they can bring yeah. in the kids. I, I I understand what you're saying, and well, I Winston, agree. go back
0: to that. Wait, yeah. you said do a Young Avengers to bring in the kids, right? So the argument was let's do an, an all uh, like basically three women. Yeah, that's four years. Three, uh, but let's do three women yeah. to lead a movie to bring in the, the Barbie audience, and mm. that did not work. Mm-hmm. The women did not come out to support that movie.
2: Yeah, there's. Uh, I still stand by the fact that there is. <laughs> I it wasn't going to be a cure-all, but the sheer number of women that had no idea because the marketing on that was terrible because you're still in the middle of the strike. And so you can only kind of put out the occasional kind of there's a there's a whole multitude of things that why that didn't work. That notwithstanding, um, I think the big thing just talking about the multiverse, you're exactly right. You had too many people try and explain it too many different ways. You had Loki and everything that's happening with the different time branches you had america punching through multiverses and all that kind of stuff. You kind of had the idea of Doctor Strange opened it up a little bit for Peter at one point. You you have done too many avenues in which we access this, and that to me is where this has gotten too confusing. There's not I understand having read comics that there are this many avenues, but you have to understand that you can keep some of the complexity, but you do have to dumb it down a little bit for moviegoers because yeah. Not because they're stupid. No,
0: because it's overwhelming.
2: It's just a lot, especially when TV shows are also involved. It's one thing when you're that person that's read every single comic, so then you can connect those dots. People aren't necessarily trying to do that with movies. They will up to a point, yeah. is what we're learning. And, and like you can do all of phase one and phase two, and these are kind of loosely connected, and someone might pop in to say hi. But now that it is this it's as complicated as the time branches in Loki's show right you, people as a general whole can't do that yeah um, so I don't know man
0: it's just it's exhausting but when it comes to this story itself koi with spider-man I happen to agree with them I hope it's venom I hope that they use venom in a way they already
2: did it. If you remember at the end of No Way Home, know, his little his Mor- little symbiote Mor- popped in. Yeah, but that, uh, was, that that's was the was same the- as Vulture popping
1: up. Morbius it's very like, all right, well, I guess. Maybe. Well, no, no, but,
2: but, yeah. uh, but I'm saying you've opened the door. Yeah, that, that's why. Me, that's right. why they didn't do it because they're like, and now we're gonna do this. They did it as a, and now this lee- this is open you if think? we want to walk through. it. A know.
1: counterpoint would be, I'm excited that they're confirming that they'd be live action, um, not like the animated beast and marvels but right. i i would like um to have <laughs> characters look like the medium they're in yeah. i enjoyed the hell out of that donald glover cameo as you guys know yeah. mm-hmm. i think it would make a lot of sense to have like dc is doing actors voice their animated counterparts mm-hmm. that when they transfer over they're in live action and this seems to be confirming that to a point so i i get that it would be confusing i get that people are overwhelmed i get that all those things but if you're going to do it this at least looks like they're looking ahead
0: enough to go, okay, we need to make sure this is as digestible as possible. It's true. Loki season two is what still gives me hope that somebody understands how to do this right. Mm. Like, they did that yeah. very, very well and explained it well. And even, because like, we had conversations, people didn't get it, because they were, they, we did, a, a one, I was me and Brett, and we said, is Loki season two too confusing? Because the article was about the showrunner saying, it's confusing on purpose, right? Until it's not, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, "This is not too confusing if you were smart." Well, then you just called the showrunner dumb because the showrunner said that it's confusing on purpose. And by the end, you get to it; it's not confusing because mm-hmm. it's it's written very well. And then you get to the end, and that's kind of that was the point of it. And if you can do that in a movie, and you can do that to where, because Multiverse didn't do that well. A lot of these other things that have done it have not really done it well, and and I think that. Um, yeah, they just got it. It's, it goes back to the, the Aquaman conversation. Mm-hmm. Rating,
2: dude. I, some of my favorite movies are excessively confusing until they're not. Right. Anything everywhere all at once. Inception. That was actually then my beef with Tenet. There was never a point at which it stopped being confusing, and it almost <laughs> felt like Christopher Nolan was trying to out Christopher Nolan himself. Yeah, because Memento, so, when,
1: when you watch it, is like, okay, what's happening? What but is it, happening? But and once it then, buttons
2: up, but Tenet, it I took three
1: times for me to like fully yeah. grasp on Tenet.
2: You know what I'm saying? It should be a situation, but by the time we're about in the middle of Act 2 and things are really starting to pick up, it should click. And as soon as that – if that happens properly, then you can be as confusing as you want. I'm okay if
1: you have this act three as long as by the time the credits roll, I feel like I was justified in my ignorance. As long as I feel validated that I'm not stupid. Can you, can you
2: think of an example just because just because using everything I'd everywhere – I'd say
1: Memento versus um, – have you ever seen Enemy, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Yeah, I have not. So Memento nails that third act. Whoa, and it gives you just enough to – like there's not a lot post – Revelation mm-hmm. uh, in Memento, mm-hmm. whereas Enemy is an entire mystery movie, and then they tell you kind of what it is in the last five minutes, and then it cuts to credits, and you get no validation. No, no, no. And I it, hate that. And it doesn't actually solve any questions. No. Kind of like, no, no, like no. what you're describing, a tenant. So I'm okay with third act, a la Memento, where it's like I don't have a lot of time after the answer,
2: as long as I don't feel like when the credits roll, I was dumb. I get that. I guess you have you have a much shorter runway if you want to do that, but like you the, do, it's the, a the, risk. The the the. the, the maximum amount of risk with minimal amount of effort to correct it is to make sure by Act 2. So I remember mm. the beginning of Inception, like, okay, this is kind of cool. Okay, like what do they sense. mean by... huh? Like six cents. Six so that's the second exactly, act. Exactly. Twist. You know what I'm saying? Like, just enough that by the time you hit that point, you go, oh... Because they fully and then you spell it out in the, the third, rain. but you can figure it out in the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying.
0: Alright, look, there's a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot that we talked about here
0: today. Aquaman uh, didn't deliver kind of the end of the DCEU. I'm very curious to hear what people are going to say in general about it. How the critics' reviews, the stuff with the Young Avengers, the multiverse being confusing, all of it, guys. It's one of the last few episodes that we're going to do here at Capes and Cows in 2023. We're going to close out the year with our episode of just the, the things that we, just the, the, super, the comic book movies and comic book things that have come out. We'll talk about that, and that'll be uh, coming out next Friday. Um, is that still Friday? Is that still uh, December? i think so i think so I think it's still December. so we'll still, time. It'll, it'll still be exactly um so thank you thanks for joining us here today if you haven't already hit that subscribe button please join us on
2: the road I'd like to thank my two co-hosts here winston a marshall where can they find you find me at the swaggy blurred on the platforms man i've been doing my breakfast sam news again which has been cool i've been doing my cpt reviews which has been cool so come find me on the youtubes on the twitters that i'm not gonna call it x mama called it twitter i'm gonna call it twitter uh instagram tiktok all that good stuff uh got nothing but love for you happy holidays Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, at Koi John Drow. I'm taking a break
1: for the holidays, probably, but I'll be back on those in the new year. Excited to share stuff with you. There's no break here
0: for me. But we will have stuff up. Uh, we will have, actually, but Monday, obviously. We're going to be off for Christmas, so there'll be no no material on here on Monday, uh, which I don't even necessarily know if it's true. I might actually put the spoiler review up on Monday, and who knows, if people are going to watch it. But I probably have to put it up because I don't know where to put anything else. Uh, you know, I was I was going to say I assumed pro- it'd be up on I'll Monday. Probably put it up on Monday. So Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> you get to watch us piss <laughs> all over the freaking uncle. The <laughs> and then Tuesday, Tuesday we'll have UAP Tuesday. Wednesday will be I'm I i do not know where I'm going to air the episode of myself Roca and Merle, that could either be Wednesday or Thursday. So look out for it. And my, my top lists are coming out too, top t- uh, 10 movies, top 10 TV, uh, most anticipated, all that stuff's coming out. So thanks for joining us here today. For Winston and Koi, I'm me, you're you. Bye.